And welcome to the Life in Japan podcast by Gogo Nihon. My name is Sam and I will be your host. In this podcast, we will be talking about life in Japan as foreign residents, sharing our experiences about learning Japanese, traveling, working, visas, culture, and everything else we encounter in our day to day lives. Today's guest is Anton from Sweden, and he is currently attending a Japanese language school here in Tokyo. But in 2021 and 2022, he has taken part in an exchange program at a Japanese university. And we would like to talk about that today and find out a little bit more, a little bit more about your experiences as an exchange student from Sweden at a Japanese university. Anton, thank you so much for being here today. Would you, you like to、me. quickly introduce yourself? Yes.、Uh, hello, my name is Anton. I did my exchange in 2021 from September until June 2022. Okay, great. And what was the name of the Japanese university you attended?、Uh, the university was Kokusai Kristo Kyo Daigaku, or <laughs>、uh, International Christian University, or IC for short. International Christian University.、Yeah. So there are actually Christian universities、yes. in Japan they as well. A, they have a church on campus. Oh,、so、no way. <laughs> they're, they're really Christian, yes. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't just have the name, <laughs> <laughs> they actually live it too. Yeah,、okay. yeah. And your university in Sweden, was that a Christian university as well? No.、Uh, I think in Sweden we don't have any religious, religiously tied universities. Got it. Okay. Where exactly was the university located? Oh,、uh, Right here in Tokyo, in、uh, Mitaka. Ah, Mitaka? So、yes. a little bit outside, I guess, to the left? Yes, a little bit west of the. It's outside of the 23 boroughs.、Mm-hmm. So it's part of Mitaka City, or Mitaka City.、Uh, it takes about, I would say, 25 to 30 minutes with the train. From Shinjuku? From Shinjuku, yes. Yeah, on the Chuo line, right? Yes.、Exactly. Yeah. There's actually quite a lot of universities out there because it's like、yeah. a nice, open, spacious area. So、right. the university buildings can be a little bit bigger, too. Right.、And One thing that I really liked about ICU's campus is they have a lot of nature.、Mm-hmm. First of all, it's a very big campus. Not huge, but big,、uh, considering Tokyo.、And、right. They just have so many trees, so much nature. It's lovely. It's、yeah. so nice. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. In the city itself,、mm-hmm. obviously, there's so many buildings, there's a few parks, but not so much nature. So, coming、right. from Sweden, I'm sure it must have been nice that there was lots of nature on campus. Right. After school, would you sometimes just go into the city to go to a bar or a restaurant? Sometimes. Most of my friends at the time were either like ICU alumni or、mm-hmm. other exchange students. Who,、mm-hmm. And most people, I think, besides me and four others, everyone lived on campus because、uh. ICU has several dorms. So many people commuted, but also quite a lot of students. It's, it's not a big university because if I remember correctly, they only have around 2,000 students. Oh, that's. <laughs> yeah. So quite、Something、a big、like、campus, but only 2,000、yes. students? Yeah. Most students lived on, I think more than half of the students live on campus. Yeah, that makes sense if、yeah. there's room. And it's, it was probably a lot cheaper to live on campus as well, right? It's, it was similar because me and my friend, who also came,、um, we stayed at a share house、mm. about 30 to 35 minutes walk one way、mm-hmm. from the share house to the campus. And、mm-hmm. then since the campus is quite big, that's another 15 minutes <laughs> to reach the actual buildings where you're going. What made you decide to stay in a share house instead of on campus? Mostly due to that, all of the dorms have a curfew, which is around midnight.、Ah, and if you want to stay out and not come home during the night, you have to let the like, share house mother or the share house father, who actually live in the building and take care of the students and stuff、mm, like that. That's kind of strange. It's, it's, it's very cute. But for me, 
considering that I was eight or nine years older than literally everyone else <laughs> on campus and yeah. fresh like freshman, I was literally ten years older. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go back to living with parents, so to speak, right? Uh, and have a curfew, and if I, if I decide to stay out, I don't have to let them know in advance. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and since yeah. it's um, half an hour-ish to go to Tokyo, I right. guess it also made sense for you that right. you wouldn't want to be restricted by a curfew. Right. So would you go into the city a lot, or would you mainly hang out in the Mitaka area? I would mainly hang out in the Mitaka area. I'm not the type of person who wants to visit, oh, I really want to go to the city because I saw this uh. YouTube video, or <laughs> because I s- they have this famous temple or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not something that I'm really interested in. You just like the local experience? Yeah, I... L- I enjoy meeting people and talking, mm-hmm. and mostly I'm just a nerd, so <laughs> I stay at home, <laughs> play games, read books, you know. <laughs> Got it, okay. Were there any other universities that your university in Sweden partners with? If I remember correctly, Gothenburg University has a eight or nine universities that collaborate with in Japan. Oh. Uh, one in Hokkaido. In Kochi, close to Nara, two universities in Tokyo, and then Okinawa. Oh, wait, you chose Tokyo when you could have chosen Okinawa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. Why didn't, what made you choose oh, ICU? ICU, just from meeting all the students, because I've been part of the Japanese language learner community for mm-hmm. quite some years now. Within Gothenburg? Or? Within Gothenburg, yeah. yes, from, from Gothenburg University. I have several friends there. I've been part of the community for a longer time. Even though ICU is an international university and many people say that, ooh, ICU, like they have English classes, students can speak English, it might not be good for you as an exchange if you go there to study Japanese because I studied Ah, as a Japanese program in Gothenburg. So in Gothenburg, you were already studying Japanese studies. Right. Mm, And that's why you wanted to come to Japan to basically be more immersed in the language? Exactly. When you study language in another country, all you can do is try your best, but (laughs) fundamentally you will not learn in the same way. That's true. There's no real need. Coming to the country where that language is spoken. Mm -hmm. So then, of course, many people fall into that trap of being in an international environment. Like, for example, you came here with your friend from Gothenburg, you said, right? Right. So then, of course, you would speak Swedish to him and not Japanese. And then a lot of the friends you make are also from the international community. Right. Was that something that happened to you? Not really. Considering I have friends from back in the day, because uh, every year the new exchange students arrive in Sweden and I meet them and you click with some, someone you talk ah. with so much and stuff. I have always had that opportunity Mm -hmm. to just sit down and meet a Japanese friend and then we just go off in Japanese. Oh, that's great. Yeah. On campus, because IC was an English-speaking school, most of the conversation we would carry was in English. And, of course, you can also choose if you want to have classes in English or not. And what kind of classes did you take? I took, since you're an exchange student, there are certain credits that you have to do uh, because they are an equivalent of what you can study in your own country at your Mm -hmm. own university. So I had to study at their JLP, their Japanese language program. And besides that, I could take basically any course that I wanted to because the JLP included kanji class and, you know, grammar. Okay, great. And all of those credits you were able to use at your Gothenburg University? Yes, Yes. exactly. And then the other classes that you took in addition, would they also count or was that just for fun? It's a combination of both, actually. Mm. The credits do count, but the grade you have doesn't count. It becomes a general exchange credit. So as long as you pass the class... Interesting. Yeah, so I took some IT courses in Mm -hmm. English and in Japanese, Mm -hmm. like network security in Japanese. 
That was a challenge. <laughs> that was a lot bet. of fun. But that must have been very hard. That was very hard. I had to sit with my dictionary app the entire class. And it would take me so long to just finish a simple assignment that took some other Japanese students maybe 15 minutes to answer all the questions. I see. Took me maybe somewhere between 10 to 15 hours to finish. Hours? Yeah. <laughs> What was, was your level when you arrived in uh, ICU? I would say I was somewhere in the middle of N3. Oh, yeah. That, that must have been really tough then. Yeah. Taking basically college courses. Yeah. In Japanese yeah. with an N3 level, because usually they say you need N2 for that. Right. I only took the course as a challenge, <laughs> uh, but just to actually finish the assignments since like, I wrote them in Japanese. Yeah. Uh, and just finding the right words and stuff like that took a lot of time. That, yeah, I'm but sure. It, it was a very fun challenge. And do you think the teachers went easy on you a little bit? I think so, yeah. <laughs> What I always find really interesting about Japanese universities is you hear that it's really hard to get in, like right. to pass the entrance examination. Right. But then once you're in, everybody says, oh, it's really chill. It's really easy. It's not as hard as high school or right. practicing for the the examinations and stuff like that. Yeah. And I also noticed a lot of students, if they, if in the end they want mm. to become a normal kaishain, like a normal mm -hmm. office worker, they just study whatever they want, like For example, piano. They just right. do a bachelor's degree in piano, yeah. and then they're like, "Okay, that was fun." And then <laughs> they start at a Japanese company where they right. just train you from zero anyway. And they right. have, as long as you have a bachelor's degree, it doesn't really matter to them what it is. They right. will just hire you because they will tr train you anyway. So, right. of course, that's not the same with doctors and mm. anything like more specialized. But I feel mm. like with a lot of jobs, that's the case, which is probably yeah. also why university is not super challenging compared to potentially European universities. Right. So considering that's exactly what I've heard from my Japanese <laughs> friends, from my European friends, I thought that, that that is how it was going to be for me once I arrived on campus, even though I had like a little bit more credits than I should have. On my last term from April until to June, my Monday, Wednesday and Friday My first class started at 8.30 and my last class finished at 7. Oh. And of course there's lunch yeah. and you have small breaks, you know, for mm -hmm. bathroom and stuff like But that. But that's full-time. That's a full-time job, basically. Yeah. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, sure, I didn't have the entire day, I still had six hours of classes. Right. And yeah. if I compare that to a Swedish university where most of the work that you do are just assignments and the responsibilities placed on you as a person or as a student. Yeah instead of on the school to That's provide true. educational mm -hmm. presentations or so coming from that to coming to the Japanese system. True. That Very was different. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing that oftentimes people enjoy a lot about attending a Japanese university is like the Bukatsu Seikatsu. Right. So the club activities. Mm -hmm. How about you? Did you join any clubs? That That's one of the main reasons why I wanted to study abroad <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> the Bukatsu? Right. I've heard about it from my Japanese friends who came to Sweden. I've heard about it about from my friends who really like anime and they talk about all this, like what they do in high school and university, they have these clubs. So I knew about them and I really wanted to join, especially the one for like rock band. Rock band? Yeah. ICU has several like music focused Bukatsu. Oh, okay. However, my schedule was already quite packed. Mm -hmm. I thought that it, it's going to be fun, but considering my daily schedule, it's just going to become another burden. I see. Because I That's spent about 20 to 25 hours on homework. So it is quite homework heavy then in Japan. I would say you usually have a normal course gives you a weekly assignment 
mm-hmm. of the topic that you've talked about. And usually those classes are maybe once or twice per week. Mm-hmm. And then you have one weekly assignment. But the courses that I attended, some of them had classes every day, like JLP, for example. Mm-hmm. Since it's a language, you need to go there yeah, every that day makes and sense. just grind it. Yeah. But other classes like Japan studies that I took or music theory, uh, that was only one time per week. Mm-hmm. And then you have your weekly assignment. But all of those things pile up, right? Were there at least mm-hmm. any matsuri, any festivals that this the university organized that you could participate in? They were planning to, but since it was still oh, like no. Japan had the approach of after COVID, that meant that all outside activity or like all types of events and stuff like that had to be very regulated. Mm-hmm. And the school hadn't had any entrance uh, ceremonies or graduation oh. ceremonies or... Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. But at least you still got to experience life on campus and making Japanese friends and, you know, living in Japan and being surrounded by the language. So I'm sure your Japanese actually, like, progressed really well during that time. Oh, definitely. Even if you're a complete beginner, just by coming to the country and being forced to speak a language you can't speak and you don't understand... For sure, so scary much. in the beginning, but so scary. very rewarding. Yeah, and you learn a lot faster, of course, than you probably did when you did Japanese in Gothenburg, right? Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier that there were quite a lot of universities within Japan that you could choose from, mm. and then did you just were you able to just freely pick any of them, and then the Gothenburg University would help you with your application? Pretty much, of course, since. Most students who study language wants to attend yeah. the, the, the the studies abroad. They have a ranking system ah. of the person with the best grade up until that point oh, okay. has basically the first pick. So priority number one, let's say in my case, was ICU. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to get my top priority. Because you had great grades, didn't you? I had decent grades, <laughs> but it's also because many people just want to enjoy their exchange. Yeah. Many people don't want that huge challenge, so they go somewhere where they can enjoy. And just speak English, you mean, or...? Not necessarily. Just the exchange itself being as little of a challenge as possible. Ah, I they see. just want to go to Japan, mm-hmm. relax with their friends, pass, pass what they need to pass mm-hmm. to continue when they come back. Um, but for me, since I also know, knew that ICU is an English-speaking university, mm-hmm. but also that, like... I've heard it's also very difficult. Ah, that, that it, was appealing it, to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, so I felt that's two challenges in one. Let's go for that. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and then, except for the grades, were there any other application criteria? No. So if you had straight A's 100% on every single exam up until that point, your priority number one would automatically be given to you. Wow. Okay. Since you're the best student and they go from... Student to student, top yep. student no, first, and then they check their prior- prioritization. Mm-hmm. And then, do we still have seat like any spots left ah, for this school? Yes, yes, yes. And then they yes, and then they go to the second student, and then they check. Oh, this student has this, uh, and see. and so on until all the spots are full. Until all the spots are full. So in right. the end, would you say most language students actually get to go outside of their own country and study in the language of the? Of the wait, study the language of the country <laughs> where it is spoken. Yes, uh, I think since Jap- Japanese is usually a quite niche language, mm-hmm. if you compare to English classes or Spanish yeah. classes or French, for example, mm-hmm. those classes can have hundreds of students. Yeah. In in my case, 
you have to finish the first year and then you can start doing your uh, exchange. Mm -hmm. So I would say just within the first year, 60% of students drop off because they realize, oh, Japanese is actually incredibly hard. Yeah. And I don't have a specific goal with Japanese and then they give up. Yeah. So in, with that in mind, I would say for my year, I think everyone but two students could go. Okay, well. How much did it cost? Since it's an exchange and since university and all types of education is free in Sweden, I paid basically nothing mm -hmm. for the exchange itself. Only your accommodation, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. And Swedish students can apply for a governmental student loan. Is that CSN? Yes, exactly. Oh. CSN. And this loan is one of the best loans you can take in Sweden because due to the super low interest. And by having this loan, you can pay your rent, you can buy Great. food, you can just survive basically. So yeah. many Swedish students who study abroad does not have to have a part-time job or a baito. Yeah, and they can fully concentrate on their studies. Right. And then they just pay back the money, but since there's such a low interest rate, it doesn't really matter. Right. Usually you get a plan for 25 to 30 years. Wow, that's yeah. really long. Yeah, I think the maximum length you can apply for is six years. So you mm -hmm. can do a double bachelor or a master. I see. Um, so you can do everything abroad and the Swedish government will actually give you money for it. Yeah. Nice. So a, a part of the money that you apply for at CSN, they mm -hmm. have two parts. One part being the uh, loan, of mm -hmm. course, which is the probably around 80% of the amount that you receive per month, mm -hmm. which is basically like a salary. It, it pops in at the end of the month every, Great. every month. <laughs> and the remaining 20% is student aid. So that's the money that the government just um, sponsors. Yes. I see. That's great. Yeah. yeah, a lot of our Swedish students here at Gogonihan that attend language school right. also use CSN mm. because um, it's just so easy for them. And it's also much easier with the visa application process yeah. because they can just take CSN and then the whole issue with financial sponsorships immediately just goes away. Right. So it's very easy for Swedish students to apply for a student visa here in Japan. Right. Is Me that what you did for language school as well? Yes. Mm -hmm. I am currently a CS CSN student. Oh, so great. <laughs> <laughs> Got to take advantage of the program while you can. Exactly. What did you like best about studying at a Japanese university? Of course, the main purpose being the challenge of just existing in a Japanese society. Mm -hmm, yeah, makes sense. You're studying the language in your own country. You, lear you learn at a pretty decent pace, at least at Gothenburg University. But unless you make friends with all the exchange students, you never, and I mean never, have a chance to actually practice speaking. Mm -hmm. Just getting your muscle memory in your mouth yeah. used to Japanese yeah. and the sounds that it makes and all the pronunciation mistakes that you're going to make. So would you recommend your experience of doing an exchange at a Japanese university? One million percent yes. <laughs> because like I said, it is a challenge to mm -hmm. just exist. But then just also seeing how other countries do their educational systems, mm -hmm. meeting so many different-minded people of varying age because mm -hmm. for me for example being 29 when i was doing my exchange and everyone else was 19 or 20. <laughs> true uh, you learn so much just as, you grow so much as just a person mm -hmm. and of course language wise it's night and day difference if mm -hmm. you do one year maybe even just a term or six months mm -hmm. but w w one year 
by being in that country of the language you study is a insanely huge difference. Right. And I recommend it to every single person who has the opportunity. <laughs> okay, thank you for the recommendation. <laughs> of course, there is also certain universities, such as your university, but also one of our universities, which is called APU, where there are complete e-tracks available. So right. you can do everything from start to finish, basically in English, mm. while you are taking Japanese lessons. So mm. that's also just a great opportunity for people who want that experience and who want to study in Japan and who maybe want a future in Japan but aren't quite ready yet language-wise. Right. So it's fairly recent that Japan adopted e-track programs, but mm. they do exist. So yeah. that is also a, a great opportunity nowadays for people who kind of want to set a foot into the Japanese door and try to start their life here. Definitely. So if you had had the chance to do the entire program in Japan, would you have mm -hmm. done it? Or did you like the kind of like two-sided, being able to see both sides of the spectrum? And If I was around, let's say, 20, I see. and I had opportunity <laughs> to do it, I think I would take it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Combining your Japanese studies with the rest of your university studies can be a very cool experience, I think. Mm -hmm, but even more challenging, I suppose. Yes, because you're already in the country where yeah. you're learning the language of that country mm -hmm. but you can't speak it yet and you can't understand it so I think that would be a interesting challenge <laughs> on its own well since you love challenges yeah. <laughs> and you would have probably enjoyed that probably yeah all right thank you very much Anton for telling us about your experience and thank you everybody listening for joining today if you have any questions or feedback regarding what we talked about today, please send an email to podcast at gogonihon.com or if you're interested in learning Japanese in Japan, visit our website gogonihon.com. We hope you tune in again for our next episode. Matane! Mm -hmm.